0: Polly Campbell and this is Simply Said. Hello, hello. Welcome. I'm Polly Campbell and this is Polly Campbell Simply Said. And today I am excited. I'm feeling grateful and energized and curious and happy all for today's show. And what we are going to talk about in part is how aligning with all those good feelings and our higher energies can actually help us draw more of the good stuff into our lives some call it law of attraction i call it in my life talking to the universe feel good in our lives so i'm so excited to talk to her christy whitman is here today christy is a new york times bestselling author and transformational leader she's appeared on the today show the morning show tedx the hallmark channel and now paulie campbell simply said her work has been featured in numerous publications and magazines she teaches the law of attraction energy mastery personal development classes meditations private sessions all to help her clients feel more aligned with the divine design of well-being, abundance, and success. And you know that's what we talk about here: how to live well, do good, and be happy. We are going to get into it. Everything, law of attraction, everything, positive energy, with Christy Whitman. Christy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Polly. What an introduction! <laughs> well, I've followed your work for a while. I told you I was fangirling a little bit. I mean. Uh, I really believe in the power of higher energy and attraction. And I've, I felt it and seen it work in my life. And your work is so practical that as you know, as a middle-aged mom, who is now remote schooling and working full-time and all these things, it still works for me. And I feel like this is usable by all of us, right? We can all access this energy.
1: Well, absolutely. It's for every single person. It's not just, it's universal. It's not just for one of us or one of us that accomplish a certain thing. It's for every single person. We're all human beings having this experience and we're all, yes, matter, but we're also energy and we're connected to energy. We have a source of energy. And if you understand that you're an energy receiver, meaning the very single cells that, you know, keep us alive that are, that, that literally make up of who we are. They are energy receivers, they have receptor sites that need to be receiving energy all the time. And that we are energy containers, we need to hold a certain amount of energy and that we're always transmitting energy. So it's energy is the name of the game.
0: I I totally agree. And I think it doesn't matter if we agree or not, right? It's happening around us. So we might as well learn how to work with this energy to really benefit our own lives, but also contribute some meaning and, and positive energy to the world. In You Recharge, my newest book, I talk about how we can transmit or transfer energy. And I also think we can transform it. And I want to get into that because your newest book is The Desire Factor, How to Embrace Your Materialistic Nature to Reclaim Your Full Spiritual Power. I loved it. I, I, I love it. And and I just finished reading Quantum Success, which is, I think, your second book, which, awesome, awesome. So go buy, go buy Christie's books. But I want to get into it because in The Desire Factor, you talk about how it's okay to want good things in our lives right and by wanting by desiring we're also able to contribute a higher energy to the world which you know is that transfer transformative power of energy but what i really appreciated was you brought it down to the level i can understand which was buying a handbag buying Uh a fancy purse right can you get into that and and how is how is desire a catalyst to actually help us reach our spiritual higher self.
1: Well, you know, nothing happens. Nothing is created unless there's a desire. I actually just was listening to Bob Seger being interviewed. And he was saying that, you know, when he has this desire to be creative, then he taps into like that creative energy that allows him to create a beautiful song. But if he doesn't have the desire to be creative or doesn't have the desire to to write a song, nothing happens. So it's always, it was such a beautiful segue. It's like every single thing that has ever been manifested, there was a desire before it manifested. It is literally the spark of creation. And so when we have a desire, whether it is for a handbag or to travel somewhere or to have a baby, to start a business, whatever the desire may be. If we feel excited, expanded by the thought of it, then that has the potential to literally make us become someone that we are in the process of becoming. We get to be more. We get to have more. We get to experience more. And the divine in us gets to expand because of it. So it's like the human being has the desire, right? And so we get to live in the house or we get to have the kids or we get to have the business or make more money or whatever it may be. But in that process, it's the divine in us that gets to expand. And as a result of us expanding, it expands everyone around us.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's not limited to the money we think we want or the the purse we want, or in my case, the office supplies, the, the new journal or notebook I want right it puts us in that creative state as you said so that we expand into other opportunities that maybe we hadn't noticed from that place before or other ways to help the world absolutely absolutely historically women in particular we've been taught not to want right just to be grateful not not to we've been socialized not to desire and and to put our wants on the back burner until we take care of everyone else. And materialism has been seen as selfish, particularly in the field you're writing in, right? You're you're supposed to be spiritual. You're not supposed to actually want to make a living at it, or I'm supposed to be a writer, (laughs) but just create the art. Don't worry about paying your bills right yeah
1: yeah there's so much on this subject so the fact is is that you know when we look at it from a perspective of everything is energy whether it's something that's been materialized into some type of form or it's unmanifested energy everything is energy we know this by science we know this by modern modern by quantum physics we know this now everything is energy split open an atom and you have energy and all energy carries a vibration, and that vibration goes out into the universe. And because it is law of attraction, there's a resonance with energy. It picks up and collects more of the same. And so, if energy is actually good, if en- let's think about the source of all energy, right? There's no bad energy. There's there's lower level vibrational energy, and there's higher vibrational energy. But we can take the energy, tra- like you were saying, transmute it into something else. We have things that are manifested and unmanifested, but what makes something like a bag of money or a purse or something else bad? It's the person judging it. It's the condition. Someone told us somewhere along the line that wanting that is material and material is bad. Well, as Madonna said, we are living in a material world, right? We are living in a material world that is also energy. And so why is it considered bad if someone wants to create more money so that they can provide more from their family, or they can have more space in their home, or that they can create a business that succeeds so that they can impact more people in the world. It's the ju- just the judgment that some, this is good or this is bad. But in the eyes of the divine, all energy is creative and when, when I think about it too, is like, say, you know, one of the stories, I have a couple of purse stories in my book, as you know, one of the stories was when I was a smoker, I was a pack and a half a day smoker and I struggled for a long time being a smoker, trying to quit smoking. And it was a coach purse that got my attention. And for me, it was that visual of me holding the purse. I did not have a cigarette in my hand. So I was someone that literally like if I had a coach purse or I know know there are people that smoke that wear coach purses, but back then it was like, oh, to be a person that carries this kind of purse, I would then have to be a non-smoker. So that purse, that desire to have that purse literally led me on a journey to become a non-smoker. Now that purse is material. Is that bad? I mean, I became Someone better. I became more expanded. I became healthier. I became in better well-being because of my
0: desire to have that purse. So the image of the purse in this example then also helped you visualize the kind of person in your mind who would carry that kind of fancy purse, right? Right. And, and you I needed stepped to into be- that,
1: and I needed to become that. So it's funny because this is twenty-seven years ago, which I I, I found energy and, you know, law of attraction and all this 25 years ago. So even before I started learning about universal laws and energy, I had this vision of, oh, well if I want to carry that purse I must be the person to that carries that purse and that person is a non-smoker. So I had to start cultivating the energy, the thought patterns, the the frequency, the the whole entire, you know, personification of someone that was a non-smoker in order to be that person. And so I was already practicing, you know, working with the energy to become who I wanted to be long before I even knew what was happening and I'm so grateful I did because you know 27 years later I'm still a non-smoker that purse is long gone right it's it's actually not about the purse like I said in the beginning the personality of Christy wanted that purse but the divine in me wanted me to return back to well-being and the divine always is the giver we're the receiver of the desires so by having that desire given to me, and I go, Yes, I want to be that person that you know is a person that has that high end purse, for example. I had to become something more than I, I currently was, and when I did, I returned back to my design, divine design of well being.
0: I, I love that, and I think that's an important point because it's not our job to judge the energy like you said that's coming into our life it's it's energy and it's working for us all the time i think what's so valuable about understanding the law of attraction and and the stuff you write about in your books is that we can recognize it as a tool and and then cultivate the kind of lives that that we want or that we desired and that kind of spiritual expansion that is part of this, that is the root of all this. I, I love that. It, it gets me excited because um it's, it feels like magic even though I know that these energies are pulling together for me. It just feels like, ah, oh, I can let go. I don't have to know it all. I don't have to do it all to make life work for me. It feels benevolent, I guess, in, in that way.
1: It is. Yeah, absolutely.
0: How And I know there's a lot to this, folks go by the desire factor, how to embrace your materialistic nature to reclaim your full spiritual power, it really spells it out. This is Christie's latest book, it really spells it out. But Christie, how can we start thinking about it today? When you're aligning with these energies of desire? Can you feel it? Do you physically change? Do we start with a daydream or a visualization? What what is a way we could get started thinking about this?
1: Well, the first thing is is, you know, what I love about the desire factor is that it has the seven principles and each one are like a step-by-step approach. So you, you do one and then you go on to the next one, next one. And it doesn't take like years to do it. It takes moments once you really get into and understand what you're doing. But the very first principle is alignment. And what is a what really what is alignment? It's it's aligning our consciousness with what we want and the energy of what we want so let's break down our consciousness our consciousness is the words that we say the thoughts that we think the perspective that we hold the emotions or the feelings that we have, and then the actions that we take. That's all that we have influence over is our consciousness. We can't control somebody else's consciousness. We can't control what the president of the United States is going to do. We can't control, you know, anything else that is out there. We have our own consciousness that we have free will and choice. And in that, when you think about it, what, what else is there besides what we think, what we feel, what we perceive, what we speak and what we do, what habits we do. And when we can understand that we have a co-creative life-giving provider of any type of energy that we desire, literally breathing us, it, it, it goes with us everywhere we go. We can connect with the essence and the energy of what it is that we want. So if you have a desire, find out, figure out what is that desire Going to bring you, right? So, if you have a desire to create a really impactful business that brings good things to the world, well, then how are you going to feel when you have successfully completed or created that business, or when you have the family that you desire, or you're living in the dream home, or whatever your desire is, when you have the money, right? When you have the security, whatever it is, how are you going to feel? And align yourself in what you say, what you think, what you perceive, what you feel and everything you do with that essence and with that feeling, because that's the energy and everything is created first internally before it's created and informed. Everything is first energy before it manifests.
0: Think about how you're going to feel when the desire manifests. Mm-hmm and align with that energy. I love it. It seems doable. Like I, while you were talking, I was kind of off in my own space thinking about, okay, you know, the the things that yes. And, and plus then we feel good then. Right. (laughs) I mean, we don't have to wait to feel good. We can do it right then. Oh,
1: Polly, that is it. That is it because we, all of us and most of us, I should say have been raised that if you want to feel good, you got to go do something. It's always like, well, next we got to do this. And then, and then in order to feel good, I got to go get this or got to accomplish this, or I got to find the guy and then I got to get married and then I'm going to have the kids. And then finally, someday out there, when I've got all these things set in place, then I'll be happy. And it's such a lie because we get the thing and we're like, oh, well, that didn't do it. Wait, I thought I was supposed to make this amount of money. Well, oh, it must be more money that's gonna make me finally happy or successful or whatever it is. And it's not, it's it, it, it's, it's literally like a lie that go get and then you'll feel. It's, it, it's so unfulfilling because it, you're trying to, feel something that you're disconnected from you're actually coming from lack and that's one of one of the things i love about the desire factor and the whole entire principle of having is that if you feel you're lacking in anything and you desire something right say say you're feeling lonely and you are lacking companionship and so you desire companionship well the divine design is for all of us to have love and support in our lives to have well-being to have success abundance so that's one of our design divine designs to have support and love in our lives to have that type of companionship but if we feel like oh i want to kind of be happy until i find that person we're coming from the energy of lack and we cannot create what we want from a place of lack we cannot create the having of what we desire if we feel that we're empty from it. So that's one of the keys is understanding that in order to create what we must feel it first, and then we're feeling good all along the journey to getting the partner, to getting the best friend or, you know, whatever it is, we're coming from a place of sufficiency
0: instead of lack. If, if you really think about it in a practical way too, I've never met anyone who found their dream partner when they were feeling glum and unattractive and angry and lonely, you know, that's not right. when we put that, that energy out there doesn't attract anything. It doesn't right. bring us into the environment or the conditions of inspiration and connection that we need to create the next moment of our life. And yes, I mean, this is big stuff. You write in the book that about energy being split. Can you describe mm. what that means? Yes. So a lot of us
1: have split energy on a lot of different subjects. And what I mean by split energy is that we have a pull going in both directions. One of the perfect examples of this is when you think about money, for example, and most people think about money, there's a split between having money and being spiritual, right? And what's interesting is that the early, early conditionings before you and I ever stepped foot on this planet there were people that got together and agreed that okay the medium of exchange is going to be this thing called money if you want to eat you need to earn money in order to get money in order to exchange something for that apple you know to to, in order to eat and it's that this day to this age right To, to this day and age it's like if we want to have a roof over our head we have to use money to get that. If we want to eat, if we want to clothe ourselves, we want to send our kids to school. If we want to go on a vacation, if we want to start a business, whatever it is, we need money to do that. And we, we also are endowed with our value, our skill sets, our talents, our, our you know gifts, and so that we can utilize those to attract and earn money. So it's this beautiful exchange. That's what money is. It's an exchange. But then you have in the, the Bible. Right. And it wasn't initially like this. It was, it was greed is the root of all evil. Now it says money is the root of all evil. Talk about a split. Wait a minute. I, I need money to buy things, to serve, to thrive. Right. If I want to go on that five-star vacation and explore the world and enjoy my life and thrive and feel good, it's not like money is going to make you happy, but you certainly need the money to enjoy these things. I I saw a t-shirt once that said, money can't buy you happiness, but it can get your butt on the boat and Mm -hmm. the rest is up to you. And that's, it was so profound. I was like, it's so true, right? To experience, to take my kids to a, you know, water park, for example, takes money, Well, they could choose to be miserable at the water park or they could choose to have fun. That's our free will and choice. Like we were talking about before, that's our consciousness that chooses any given situation. But in order to get into the park, you need that money. But then you've got this, you know, someone that identifies themselves as spiritual. And if you look at anybody that's in any type of service, this, you know, I've certified coaches since 2008, I've certified over 3000 coaches. And this is the biggest thing that most coaches suffer with is that they're feel like they're in service. They're giving light service. They're giving some kind of, you know, spiritual type of, of service. And yet the programming, when you think about nuns and priests and, you know, monks and people and things like that, well, they don't get money, right? They, they don't thrive in that way they they are in service and they live in a monastery or live in a you know convent or whatever it is they don't need this thing called money it's provided for them well if you are a coach for example or a healer and you're living in the world and you want to thrive and feel good in your life and you want to do the things you absolutely need money so there's this split between people it's like wait a minute I'm so not supposed to love money because love money is the root of all evil, yet I need money. Can you, I mean, can you feel the disjointedness of that energy? It's like, love it or hate it. Love? Do I love it or hate it? I felt like that as a kid growing up. I had a lot of split energy around money as well because I had my mom who idolized people that had money. If they were a doctor, lawyer, if they were a celebrity, oh my gosh, they were the greatest things since sliced bread. My dad, on the other hand, had the... had polar opposite. Oh, they're so this, and he would judge Mm. them. Right. So as a kid growing up, I mean, they didn't sit me down and say, okay, choose, are you going to love money? Or you, you know, they never did that, but the environment I was raised in and hearing the conversations that I would hear my mom engage in and my dad engage in, and the two of them engage in together, I, I got this split within me where my own relationship with money literally was like, earn a lot and then get rid of it because I wanted to have the respect of my mom, but I also didn't want to have the disrespect of my dad. So I would would lose it all. And I would find myself going up and down, up and down. I'd have a lot, get in debt, have a lot, get in debt until I cleared up and aligned my energy and created my own energetic relationship with money.
0: I have absolutely felt that way recently. I mean, I I have to work. I, I do choose to work on that a lot because You know, I I was, I'm a writer, a starving artist, right? You're doing meaningful work. Don't expect to make any, well, come on. I want to make money it. I need to make money at it, but I also can contribute meaning. You know, I think I add value. So that is so interesting to me when you were talking through it. I could absolutely see how that shows up for me. The other thing that I I wanted to touch on um, that I think is so valuable is this idea of deliberate creation, it's not enough simply to feel this stuff, right? We have to also be an active creator. We have to take action to bring our desires into being. Get into that a little bit. What role, what responsibility do we have here? It's not enough just to feel the thing.
1: No. So we are co-creating, right? We are co-creating with the divine in us. And there is a dance, there's a flow, You know, whether it's bringing in the energy, it's like we have to be in the receptive mode to to feel that energy. We're the ones that are the action takers. Now, what I love about the desire factor, again, is that you've got seven principles. The very last principle is action. And but what's interesting is that the first six principles are all about inner action because we are the action takers of the divine. The divine cannot take the action. The divine can flow us the ideas, the desires. It could give us the inspiration. It could give us the complete and absolute higher vibrational energy. So we feel it. It can, you know, it can, we can surrender to it. It could, it could heal us. It could take, you know, rid of all of our resistance. But we're the ones that have to take action. So an action such as changing a thought from something that doesn't, that feels like lack, like I can't do this, to wait a minute, I can do this right? We're the one that has to take that interaction of changing and shifting that part of our consciousness. And when we're aligned and we start to take action, we need to take it with the fullness of who we are. Meaning that whatever action you're taking, don't just half do it, you know, don't just kind of like, eh, I'll call it in, right? And kind of show up 50%. You show up at the fullness of what you're doing, whether it's doing an interview, whether it's writing a book, whether it's, you know, being with your child, whether it's, you know, getting on a stage, whatever it is you're, you're in a sales meeting, whatever it is that you're doing, be there fully in the presence, because when you are your presence, your power, your presence comes along with you and the action you take has so much more potential and power To create than if you just kind of pulled yourself back and didn't show up fully. So, you know, hard work really is not the answer. There's a lot of hardworking people that are still struggling. If that was the answer, then all of us that are hard workers would be thriving. It's not about hard work. It's about full presence in the action that you're taking, being willing to take the action
0: with the fullness full presence in the action you are taking. That's a big shift. And that's something that we can do right now. Simply start today our segment where we talk about how you can launch into these practices. Go back and align your energy with your desire. For some of us, that means sitting back and thinking about what we really want. What yeah. do we desire? It's okay to do that. Today, simply start, go back and align with the energy of that desire. And for the Simply Nifty segment, you know what it's gonna be, listeners. Pick up the desire factor, how to embrace your materialistic nature to reclaim your full spiritual power. Once you align these energies and start working with them, amazing things happen. The universe sets up to support you, and it's, uh, it's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, do you have fun christy I think it's a blast. Oh,
1: absolutely. If you're not having fun, I mean really life is set up so that we you know we we believe so many of us believe that we're victims and that we have to struggle and that it's just so hard. But when you start to shift your your perspective and you start to look for fun and you start look for ways to have fun and you decide that whatever is happening, you're going to feel joy and you're going to have fun. You get to decide on what your life experience will be. So if you're not having fun, it's just a choice, away to change and start having fun.
0: A choice away, a choice away, make the choice to have fun, to live well, do good and be happy. And you can learn more about Christy Whitman and her work at www.christywittman.com. Anything else you want to add or places people should check out Christy? Yeah.
1: You know, you mentioned this before. It's like, this is, we kind of started this conversation. This is universal, meaning that it works for every single one of us. I mean, none of us are, you know, because we're not thinking about, or because we don't know about gravity. I mean, all of our bodies are still being able to sit and not float into outer space. I mean, we're not floating at the top of the roof of our ceilings because there's this thing called gravity. Well, you and I haven't even mentioned gravity and it's still working. It's working for us all the time, but so are the other universal laws. And when you learn to properly apply the rules of the game, it, it, it literally makes so much more um, sense to life and you feel so much more powerful. You could feel your wisdom, your, your creative power, all of it. And we all have access to it, every single
0: one of us. Christy, it's been a total honor and pleasure to have you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Polly. And I'm Polly Campbell. You can find my uh, new book, You Recharge, which is all about energy as well. It's about how we can access the higher energy to re-engage with our life and create vitality. The kind of energy that makes life interesting and fun and fills us with well-being. So check it out. You Recharge. You can find that at bookstores near you. And check me out on my website at PollyCampbell.com join my Facebook team, the whole bit. You know where I'm at. Thank you for joining us today. Remember, take a minute to think about what you'd like to attract into your life, how you want to feel and align with that energy. When we do that, we will all live well, do good and be happy.
1: Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour.